On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, March 16th. Ian Cameron with you. We may have Jimmy Murphy uh, momentarily as well. It's been a busy time as we approach the trade deadline. He'll try to join us. If not, it looks like it just might be me and you today. Uh, Alex, of course, has some repairs going, some work being done in his apartment, a lot of loud noises, so impossible to, you know, be able to get him on the uh, show with that, all that going on. Andrew's preparing to leave for Las Vegas, so he's busy getting ready for that trip. I believe he departs either later today or early tomorrow, but nevertheless, uh, it might be just a solo mission. That's okay. We've only got four games. It'll be a shorter show. Uh, let's start first, though, by thanking everybody for another very uh, entertaining, enjoyable betcast last night uh, with the uh, Ice Guys. Thank you very much, everybody that joined in, everybody that tuned in on YouTube, that contributed in the chat. We appreciate it. Uh, it was another fun event. Uh, I was hoping I'd do a little bit better with some of the live bets, but uh, then we did, especially late. Florida, uh, just having a really uh, lethargic, uh, run-of-the-mill performance. They did enough to win, but it wasn't overly impressive against San Jose in the late night hours that didn't help but no we, we we won a few goal score props we did hit Edmonton team total over one and a half plus 190 in the first period that was a really that was one of the highlights definitely of the late night uh, part of the uh, bet cast but the other highlight of course as it always is every Tuesday when we have the bet cast is just hanging out with our great viewers and listeners you know shooting the shit watching the games talking hockey talking uh, live in-game wagers and just uh, having a few drinks. That's what it's all about, a ca- like a pub bar atmosphere. That's what we try to have with the BetCasts every Tuesday night. Uh, and definitely, I think it, it kind of has that vibe to it if you watch the uh, show every Tuesday. So uh, absolutely, we are. Uh, we thank everybody for joining us uh, on the uh, BetCast last night. Those that watched, those that joined us on the stream, uh, thank you very much. And again, we'll have the uh, BetCasts every Tuesday night uh, for the uh, rest of the regular season. Uh, and we will also have several betcasts during the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, as well. So uh, definitely uh, looking forward to keeping those going. And thanks to those who uh, joined us last night on Tuesday for the betcast. Just uh, briefly looking back on uh, the Tuesday night action, uh, Arizona, very impressive considering it was the tail end of a long road trip. Uh, they found a way to win yet again, 6-3 to three over the Montreal Canadiens. They got badly outplayed, outchanced again, but... Somehow, some way, they're winning games. That's two uh, inside-out final score results, if you will, for Arizona, where they got badly outplayed, outshot by their opponent back-to-back against Ottawa and Montreal, yet they end up victorious uh, in both of those games. And, uh, yeah, Lawson Krause all of a sudden. Uh, Patrick against Ottawa finds the score uh, board and finds the back of the net as well last night uh, in the victory against Montreal. Rangers, Alex Georgiev in net. 
Uh, so obviously a tougher game than maybe initially thought, but they get past the uh, Anaheim Ducks 4-3 uh, in overtime. We did cash with the Rangers, plus 120. I remember that. Alex B. Smith, who was on the bet cast for a bit last night with us as well, uh, he recommended that. I jumped on it as well. Rangers plus 120 uh, against Anaheim, uh, and they ended up winning in overtime. Schmaltz, goal score prop, yeah, in that Arizona game. And Keller as well. I had both of them to score, and uh, they both did for the uh, Arizona. I had Caulfield for Montreal. That was a good goal score prop game for me, that uh, Arizona-Montreal uh, game. Uh, we saw Washington beat the Islanders 4-3 uh, in a shootout a split with that game. The Islanders fell short. I had them on the uh, plus price. I did have the team total over two and a half for the Islanders, though, so that cashed, and the full game went over five and a half. So that was a pretty good game, good result for me overall. Nashville 4-1 against Pittsburgh. Pretty good effort from uh, Nashville last night against the Penguins team playing good hockey. Solid win for the uh, Predators. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights continue to struggle. 7-3 loss to Winnipeg. Just an absolutely atrocious road trip for them. Uh, winless on that road trip. Buffalo, Philadelphia, Columbus, and then again Winnipeg losing that game. And they just need to get healthy right now, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. That's their issue. You just cannot be expected to win a bunch of hockey games when you're missing the kind of personnel they are at the moment. I mean, it is a depleted bunch. We'll see if they get anybody back, any reinforcements returning for them uh, when they and They hopefully, for their sake, will have some uh, people back uh, against uh, Florida Thursday night, which is their first home game after that road trip, which is not an easy opponent for the Golden Knights in that first game uh, after a road trip. They got goaltending issues. Leonard remains out. Brossois had a, uh, had a rough night last night for the Golden Knights, got pulled. So you're down to Brossois and Logan Thompson right now. Uh, for the uh, Golden Knights. So tough sledding for them at the moment. Um, like I say, they, they just need to get people back because if they don't get anybody back in the next you know week or two, they could fall right out of the playoffs. Where if they get, you know, I would say the majority of the, the, the personnel that is missing right now, if they get those players back within the next two weeks, they could once again ascend to being one of the better teams in the Western Conference. That's the wide-ranging scale at the moment that we're dealing with, with Vegas. So it really is going to depend on health for them, maybe more than a lot of uh, cases here because of the fact that again, with Vegas, uh, you just, it's so difficult to uh, accurately and fairly evaluate this team right now. Like you take the players that are off Vegas off of any team, uh, you know, in terms of impact, top two defensemen, arguably McNabb and Martinez, you know, multiple top six forwards, three of them, Smith, Stone and Pacioretty. You know, what are you going to do? It's hard to replace all of that. And Vegas is feeling and number one goalie as well out. So that's hard to replace all of that. And Vegas is learning the painful way right now. All about that. Uh, Boston, a two to one win against Chicago. Firmly de uh, deserved that win, Boston. Kind of a tough beat if you had the Bruins in regulation. If you decided to go a little safer with the regulation price instead of the money line, that's tough because they probably should have won that a bunch of different times uh, in regulation. But uh, look, it was Mark andre Fleury doing what he's sometimes capable of, and that is doing everything in his power to keep his team in a game and give them a chance. And he certainly did that last night for the uh, for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks in that game, keeping the minute, and Boston wins 2-1. to one. Vancouver beats New Jersey 6-3. to three. That game goes over, which made a lot of us happy, myself included. Colorado with a nice, you know, efficient, solid, sound, structured, you know, just tidy defensive effort against L.A. They shut out the Kings 3-0. Uh, Florida with a 3-2 overtime win against San Jose. And Edmonton puts their team, puts their fans, I should say, and their backers through a roller coaster ride of emotions last night against Detroit. Up 4-1 to one early. They, we think they're going to roll to an easy victory. 
not always things were easy for the Edmonton Oilers. And boy, did they show that. Detroit got a late goal in the second, made it 4-2. And then all of a sudden, you know, two quick goals early in the third period uh, for Detroit 4-4. Edmonton actually regains the lead 5-4. And then Miko Koskinen decides, I'm going to play the puck, which uh, apparently is turning into an absolute unmitigated disaster every time he does. And that resulted in the 5-5 goal. But thankfully, Edmonton uh, rescues themselves late with the go-ahead goal, 6-5. Uh, and then, of course, the uh, empty net goal uh, puts it away to make it 7-5. Uh, Warren Fogle getting the game winner and then Kane into the empty net to make it 7-5. But again, that 5-5 goal, Miko Koskinen, if you're the coaching staff of the Oilers, you've got to just sit down with this guy and say, you're not playing the puck now, ever again, after what we've seen. This is now three or four times Miko Koskinen has misplayed the puck He's fumbled with it. He's given it away. He's been caught out of his net as a result of fumbling with the puck and mishandling it with his goal stick. And, and he has put his team in such a bind multiple times because of that. And thankfully, they rescued uh, Miko Koskinen from that egregious mistake last night. But, you know, I got we got to start saying, him, you're not touching the puck anymore. You're not going out of the net and playing the puck anymore. You leave it. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care if they're four checking forwards on the opposing team are coming in strong on the defense and making it tough for them to make a play. I don't care. You are just so abhorrent and so awful playing the puck. You will not play the puck anymore with your goal stick. Enough is enough. All right. Because this is costing us goals and it's costing us goals in critical games, you know, in key parts of the game seems to be when all of this is happening. So uh, that's what I would say. Let, let Darnell nurse handle the puck. You know, you know, let your defenseman handle the puck. Let Darnell Nurse play the puck. You know, if you're thinking of coming out and, you know, playing the puck with your goal stick, let Nurse handle it. Let Evan Bouchard handle it. Let Tyson Berry handle it. Anybody but you. All right. Stay in the net. Focus on stopping the puck because clearly you cannot play the puck properly with your goal stick. You can't. You know, your timing stinks. Your awareness stinks. You, you, you get, you know, you, you panic a little bit and he hesitates. And that's when these uh, giveaways and these turnovers happen. So, uh, enough's enough. You just gotta, I think you gotta sit down with them and say, you're not coming out of your crease and playing this puck anymore. Leave it for the defenseman. I don't care what the situation is. Trust your defenseman, uh, to make the play with the puck. Cause clearly you're not doing so, uh, when you get that chance. Uh, all right. So that's the Tuesday card. Let's move on to Wednesday. We got four games on the NHL slate. Let's get it started. We got the Columbus blue jackets and the Ottawa senators, Ottawa minus minus one thirty to minus minus one thirty-five home favorites. Uh, in this game, the total six and a half here, pretty much across the board. Uh, Jackets uh, coming into this game feeling uh, better about themselves. Certainly a nice win against the uh, Golden Knights uh, in their last game. We'll see if that uh, be- builds momentum for them going to uh, Ottawa tonight to face the uh, Senators. But back-to-back wins for Columbus at home. Minnesota and Vegas, 3-2, uh, 6-4 victories uh, in those two games. Now they get to go to Ottawa, face this uh, Senators team that uh, has lost two in a row, but, you know, played well enough in defeat in both games. They uh, actually, uh, you know, played pretty even with Chicago. They heavily outplayed uh, Arizona and were in the offensive zone seemingly for most of the night against the Coyotes. But unfortunately, uh, they didn't have as much to show for it. Scott Wedgwood was good in net, and it was one of those nights for the Ottawa Senators where everything that Arizona was shooting uh, at the net was going in against Philip Gustafson. Uh, the Ottawa goalie that night, and it resulted in a 5-3 win for the uh, Coyotes. So uh, we'll see how Ottawa affairs here. Can they bounce back uh, in this game? Uh, Columbus now trying to keep it going after a two-game win streak. Uh, Anton Forsberg is in net here for 
uh, the Ottawa Senators. And I bring that up because he used to be in the Columbus uh, organization. So there's always that little incentive that sometimes, you know, you want to uh, play well, uh, especially when you play your former team. And Forsberg had a really rough night, his last start in net against Chicago Saturday, six goals on 28 shots. He was playing pretty solid before that. I mean, 2.83 goals against 916 save percentages, overall numbers this year. That's not bad. That's not bad for a guy that's usually been more toward the high twos, almost three in goals against uh, prior to this year. Save percentage a little bit closer to a little bit lower and a little bit closer to 900 for his career than it is this year. So, you know, there's no doubt he's definitely played a little bit better. But, you know, right now when I look at this Jackets team, uh, definitely scoring goals, definitely going to be a challenge for this Ottawa team defensively. Uh, the Jackets, the last uh, seven games, they scored four, three, four, four. They had the shutout loss to the Islanders, but they scored three and they scored six uh, in the uh, last uh, two games that they won back to back. I would only look over the total in this game. Eileen Jackets a little bit here at the uh, plus price as well. Uh, Ottawa, we see them, you know, struggling to find ways to win. I know they beat Seattle uh, in overtime at home, but even in that game, they had a three uh, nothing lead and they coughed it up and they had to rescue the game with an overtime victory uh, against the Kraken. So it's been a rough go for Ottawa, two and seven uh, in their last nine games. Now you're asking them to be favored at minus 135 here in this game. I don't know if I fully buy into that. Merzlikens, by the way, confirmed to be the starting goalie for the Blue Jackets tonight. Uh, certainly from a prop standpoint, there's a bunch of different ways you can go here. Lion A and uh, Bjorkstrand uh, are certainly the headliners for, Colorado, for Columbus as of late and what they've been able to do. Uh, five points in the last two games for Bjorkstrand. Uh, he has collected at least a goal for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets in five of the last eight games. So he's been very good lately finding the back of the net. We know what Patrick Lyonnais has done for this team. He scored against Vegas. Did have a couple of games where he didn't score a goal and uh, did not register a point against Minnesota and the Islanders. But uh, prior to that, and overall, if you stretch it back and look at the last seven games uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets, we still have Patrick Lyonnais at seven points. So he's basically been a point-per-game producer here. Uh, for the last seven games for this uh, Jackets team. For the Ottawa Senators, Connor Brown, I think, is someone to keep on going with. Josh Norris as well had a terrific game uh, the other night against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, two goals uh, in the loss. He had two goals against Seattle. He had a goal and two assists when they beat St. Louis 4-1. to one. He has a grand total of seven points in the last four games for the Ottawa Senators. So uh, Josh Norris over one and a half points. You know, an Ian Cameron special, something that I've been looking at a lot recently with these player points props is the over one and a half. You know, never mind, you know, laying a juicy number on the uh, prop to just get one point for some, some of these players. You know, go for that plus number. Go for that plus price cash. And uh, you often can get good uh, player points prop numbers uh, for these players to get at least uh, two points. And for Josh Norris, it's plus 275 tonight. Uh, in some places for him to get over one and a half points. So I think that's a good bet. Uh, certainly Connor Brown, more so Connor Brown to score a goal uh, in the game tonight. He has been, he has been very uh, good lately in terms of finding the back of the net for the uh, Ottawa Senators. Uh, you saw what he did against uh, Arizona, scored against them, scored a goal against Chicago. And, and he's one of those streaky players. Once he gets rolling, uh, I, I find he scores in bunches. You know, he has those games where he goes several games without a goal, and then he all of a sudden he'll go four or five in a row with a goal. That's Connor Brown right there. So 
Uh, definitely a good prop game. I like over. I like Columbus as well, plus the price. It's just two teams that are very similar. And in fact, I'd probably favor Columbus slightly in terms of current form. Uh, and I'll take them at the uh, plus 115 here uh, in this game against the uh, Senators. And like I said, shop around, make this a prop game because I think there's definitely some good uh, prop uh, opportunities here uh, at your uh, disposal. Yeah, Cole Sillinger's an interesting call there. You're, you're right, down the lineup. He's another player that, you know, sometimes, you know, he's chipped in in rapid succession. As in, you know, he scored like a handful of goals in like a couple of games or something. But here's someone that's now playing on the uh, second line. And and even Jack Roslovic, I remember him scoring a few games ago. These are players getting more uh, opportunity. He's coming off a hat trick against uh, Vegas. And now he's playing on that second line for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Roslovic is actually centering the top line for them tonight, it appears, with uh, Lionate and uh, Nyquist. And uh, Roslovic, if you look at him recently, you know, he had a goal against uh, Pittsburgh, goal against Toronto. Uh, you know, he's got uh, points in two of the last four, and now he's going to get top-line assignment here uh, tonight against uh, Ottawa. So that's going to be opportunity. So you're going to look at maybe uh, those two centers for Columbus in some form. Not bad either uh, in terms of options. Sillinger on the second line at the center spot, and, of course, Jack Roslovic on the top line at the center spot for Columbus. All right, next up, we got Boston and Minnesota. Uh, this is your TNT game tonight, uh, Bruins and Wild. Uh, we've got Minnesota, uh, pretty much, it's pretty much even money, actually, both sides in this game, minus 110 uh, with the uh, Bruins and Wild. The total right now, six across the board uh, in this game. Uh, you look at this matchup here, I do lean to Minnesota a little bit just because you've got the uh, back to back situation uh, unfolding here for the uh, Boston Bruins after being in uh, Chicago last night. Uh, and getting the uh, win that was much more difficult than it needed to be because of the play of Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, who was very good in net last night for Chicago. But Boston finds a way 2-1. Uh, to one. Would have been very unfortunate for the Bruins to uh, lose that game because of the uh, way they carried that play. Uh, they're now looking for their fourth uh, win in a row. You know, a team that's you know playing good hockey. Minnesota's not. So this is kind of going you know against the red-hot team and kind of trying to back the struggling team. Uh, but it is definitely an advantage for Minnesota in that they've had a couple of days off uh, prior to this game, uh, a chance to really, you know, work on some things in practice, which apparently they've worked to do. Uh, and, uh, you know, Dean Everson looks like he's shaking things up a little bit with his forward group. And Tyson Jost, by the way, acquired from Colorado uh, just uh, yesterday. Uh, he is expected to be in or a couple days ago. I think that happened. But Tyson Jost expected to be on the fourth line tonight, making his Minnesota Wild debut. Uh, he will be centering that fourth line between Nick Bukestad and Brandon Duhame tonight for the uh, Wild. We're looking at Eric Sinek centering Felino and Greenway on the third line. Uh, Freddie Goudreau uh, centering Matt Boldy and Kevin Fiala on the second line. And then Ryan Hartman on the top line centering Zuccarello and Kaprizov. So that's what we're looking at here for Minnesota uh, in terms of line combinations. Uh, as far as uh, the Boston Bruins go, uh, you know, a lot of the status quo for them, Marshawn Bergeron and DeBrusque remaining the top line. DeBrusque's gone a little bit quiet here these last few games. So that little hot streak he had is kind of tapered off. Taylor Hall, Eric Howla, and Pasternak, the second line. Coyle Frederick and Craig Smith. Craig Smith, again, I still think Craig Smith probably worth a look in terms of goal score prop tonight. Uh, he was off the uh, score sheet last night, but again, he almost scored a goal that was ended up called back 
that ended up being called back because of goalie interference, which I thought was a weak call. You know, we're, we saw it on the BetCast last night. The stick barely grazed the top of the mask of Marc-Andre Fleury, and yet they deemed that was uh, enough for goalie interference. But uh, nevertheless, Craig Smith has been, you know, contributing. He's been fine in the back of the net. He's been, like I say, right in front of the net is where he's been stationed in a lot of games recently in terms of really trying to get that net front presence and go into the areas you need to in order to score goals. And even after, you know, being held off the score sheet last night against Chicago, we're still talking about someone that's got seven goals uh, in the last six games here for the uh, Boston Bruins. So, you know, Craig Smith uh, is the one player prop that I'd zone in on in terms of scoring a goal tonight. Uh, we'll see uh, who's in net for Boston. You'd expect it to be Jeremy Swayman. It just hasn't been confirmed yet after Allmark got the start last night. Cam Talbot uh, will be in net here for uh, Minnesota in this game. Uh, I, I Right now, I lean Minnesota uh, for, for a small bet here, as well as the over, which is also small play for me in this game. Again, we look at uh, series history uh, with these two teams. Uh, two of the last three have gone over. Uh, and I think after a low-scoring game last night, look, not for lack of trying, the reason that game stayed under was not because it was a low-event game. certainly wasn't low-event from a Boston standpoint. They had a bunch of chances uh, as of late, uh, the Boston, or in that game, 48 shots. Yeah, they only scored two, but could have been a lot more. Flurry was great. Are, are you going to trust this Minnesota defense right now with the way they've been struggling, the way they've been hemorrhaging goals, the way their goaltenders, Kakinen and Talbot, have really had trouble of late and have been fighting the puck? Are you going to trust them to you know keep Boston in check defensively no so if I had to pick which is the stronger opinion for me in this game it's certainly over six than taking Minnesota minus 110 but it, you are talking about a Minnesota team that is now pretty much even money here at home where they're what 17 and 7 this year I know they're struggling but they've got a huge rest advantage as well with Boston entering in on the second of back-to-back -back games Minnesota's had two days off I mean these situational spots they're not automatically you blindly bet them, but you do have to pay attention to them. And this one definitely stands out uh, more than the rest in terms of uh, just the edge that it is for the wild in terms of having a couple days to maybe, maybe recharge their batteries, work on things on practice, which apparently they've looked to do after that disheartening six to two setback uh, against Nashville on Sunday night, spoiling the predators did. They spoiled the Amico uh, Koivu uh, Jersey retirement night. Uh, there in Minnesota, but I like the over more than the side uh, over six year smaller uh, wager for me on Minnesota minus one ten. And like I said, I would look at a, a few different uh, player props in this kind of game. And like I said, there's a couple for Boston that stand out uh, in particular. Uh, Craig Smith on the Minnesota side, you know, Matt Zuccarello, I'm telling you, he's starting to get it going. He's got 60 points this year in 50 games. Uh, you know, Kevin Fiala seems to do a little bit, be a little bit more noticeable on home ice uh, this year. So Zuccarello, Fiala, and certainly Matt Boldy is a candidate maybe for uh, something in the prop market tonight. Now, uh, you know, his spot in the lineup is actually kind of surprising that with uh, what he's done lately, he's not up on the top line, but he's still going to be on the second line with Goudreau and Fiala. Uh, I could see Matt Boldy maybe chipping in as well. So uh, Matt Boldy, goal scorer prop. I'd probably look maybe Zuccarello, Fiala. A hybrid goal scorer prop over one and a half points with them uh, and Craig Smith to score a goal for a uh, Boston. I think definitely uh, worth a look. Charlie Coyle too. Charlie Coyle, uh, you know, nearly uh, had a goal last night for the uh, Boston Bruins. That was the one. It was Charlie Coyle that took that shot, by the way, uh, that uh, was called no goal. Like I said, Smith, Smith was actually screening flurry. It was his contact with flurry that uh, 
kept that from being a good goal. Uh, nevertheless, uh, Coyle and Smith for uh, Boston seem to be generating good chances, seem to be generating quality looks on net uh, nightly uh, as of late, and we'll see if they can uh, keep doing that here tonight in this one. All right, next up, we've got New Jersey and Calgary. Back-to-back now for the uh, Devils after a disappointing uh, performance last night in a 6-3 loss to the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, they now got to face Calgary, who are minus 320. Uh, home favorites in this game. Huge number, obviously, on the Flames total uh, in this game. Currently, uh, six uh, across the board. Uh, juiced heavily, though, so make sure you're aware of that. Uh, you know, I mean, Calgary definitely has advantages here. Rested, better team. We know that. Uh, obviously, last night was not the best night uh, in between the pipes for uh, Nico Dawes, who's actually had some decent performances uh, in net for the uh, Devils uh, since he's gotten the majority of the starts. But last night was definitely not one of his better nights. We don't have a confirmation yet from the uh, Devils who's in net. I think it was going to be John Gillies tonight against Calgary. Remember, Gillies was in the Calgary organization at one point. So I think there was some thought for Lindy Ruff that let's give the, the guy a chance to play his former team tonight. But John Gillies had to come in uh, and, and enter the game last night against Vancouver in relief of Nico Dawes. So does that shake things up a little bit uh, in terms of the rotation here for the Devils? We'll have to uh, wait and see on that. You know, New Jersey, I, I could see them still, you know, maybe starting out with a little bit of adrenaline and energy and then petering out after that. I, I think that's definitely a, a possibility in my mind. Uh and then, you know, because that's kind of what we saw last night. They scored early in that game against Vancouver. And then as the game went on, Vancouver was starting to take control. You could definitely see that tonight, especially the second night of a back-to-backs. But I'm going to go in with the first period, both teams to score here at plus 160. First of all, you can get plus 160, I, I, even a plus 175 I see with the both teams to score in the first period uh, at a couple other books as well. I could see the Devils surprising Calgary, maybe getting on the board early. but. Calgary certainly, I think, will get uh, on the scoreboard maybe a couple of times in this game. But uh, no, I like. I'm going to take a shot here with both teams to score uh, in this one plus 160. We'll see where the who ends up being in net for the uh, New Jersey Devils tonight. Uh, but certainly in terms of Calgary, uh, the team totals appealing. Now again, Calgary got shut out against Colorado, so I think that if anything, that's actually going to have them very much chomping at the bit to bounce back here. Worth noting, Calgary's track record recently off a loss. I bring it up because we have seen some very real performance patterns start to show up for the Calgary Flames when they've been off a loss, especially during this great run that they've had. They lost to Vancouver 7-1 to February 24th. They bounced back. They beat Minnesota 7-3. to and they scored seven goals. They lost to Montreal in overtime. They bounced back. Uh, they won at Colorado 4-3 in overtime. So they scored four goals in that game after a loss. Uh, they lose to Washington at home 5-4. Remember, that was a spot where Calgary had played like a bunch of games, like fifth game in eight days for them. And that was a back-to-back as well when they lost to the Capitals. They bounced back against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they won that game 4-1 to one and again scored four goals. So the point that I'm trying to make is after their last three losses, the Calgary Flames in their next game have scored at least four goals in each of those games. So that why that's why I kind of lean toward this team total. Again, it's kind of like the Florida game. You could pay the piper if somehow Calgary is held to three or less because you have to lay minus 150, minus 155. Uh, on a uh, Calgary Flames over three and a half here, but I'd be willing to do it. Uh, I think it's definitely uh, the, the best way to bet this game for me. 
uh, is Calgary team total uh, over three and a half. But I do think New Jersey could get on the board early. So I'm also going to look toward that uh, both teams to score plus 160 first period with the uh, Devils and the Flames as well. I'm looking around to see. Yeah, most books now minus 155 is what we're looking at here for the uh, Flames uh, with their uh, with their team total. So it's either that or you could go with uh, regulation line for uh, Calgary is minus 200. You can't do that really. Uh, that's too high. You can go puck line if you want. I mean, that definitely is something you could go with at minus 130, which is a little bit of a better price. But I'm going to rock here a little bit with Calgary team total over. Uh, could the Devils get to three? Tyler liking the Dev Devils team total over. Potentially. But Markstrom's been good. Calgary was shut out their last game. You know, because they were shut out by Colorado, you know, I think that there's going to be a pretty good performance from them, particularly defensively. It's no look-ahead spot, by the way, for Calgary either. It's not like they're playing New Jersey tonight and they've got a showdown with, you know, whoever, Edmonton or Colorado. They're not playing it. They're Tampa. They're not playing anyone like that. They're playing Buffalo at home uh, in their next game uh, after this on Friday night. So there is really no reason for the Calgary Flames not to be locked in and 100% focused on the New Jersey Devils tonight in this game, especially with them coming off the shutout loss to Colorado. So that's why I've, I've just got a few uh, concerns about what we're going to see from the Devils offensively here. Uh, like I do, like I said, I'm going to hope that they get on the board early. I think they can, but what they do offensively throughout the remainder of the game in question for me, because you would think Calgary uh, looking to uh, respond after a, a disappointing loss. And when you look at as well, uh, series history here with the Devils and Flames, it's been all Calgary, seven straight head to head wins uh, for the Calgary Flames. And by the way, nine, four, five, two, the last two in Calgary between these two teams. So obviously the Flames have had no problem whatsoever uh, clearing uh, four goals or getting to four goals or more against uh, the New Jersey Devils when they've hosted them here at the Saddle Dome. Uh, so that's what I'm going to go with over three and a half here, minus 155. I have to lay a little price, uh, but I'm going to go with the Flames team total over three and a half and a smaller uh, bet for me on that first period, both teams to score uh, at plus 160, plus 175 even in some spots. Yeah, as far as props, I'd stick with Brat. I'd stick with Hughes for New Jersey. And I'd probably just stick with those two because I don't think they're going to be necessarily lighting the lamp for sure tonight. Calgary, you know, you go Lindholm, obviously, it goes without saying. Uh, Mangiapane, uh, definitely some good options there. There's uh, Those have been the, guy, the players that have just had an outstanding run lately for uh, the Calgary Flames. Lindholm in particular, it's been absolutely uh, fantastic to see him playing this well, both ends of the ice. New Jersey, by the way, does have a few injuries starting to build. Pavel Zaka day-to-day and... Uh, Jonas Siegenthaler on the blue line also day-to-day. -day. We'll see if they're able to suit up tonight for the Devils in this one. All right, final game of this uh, Wednesday card. We've got Tampa Bay and Seattle. Lightning cracking uh, in the late-night finale here on this Wednesday. We've got uh, Tampa Bay uh, minus 280, minus 300 uh, in some spots. Uh, and the total right now in this game uh, currently uh, six shaded to the under uh, in this one. Uh, definitely Tampa Bay needed a good performance. They had been struggling on this uh, recent road trip of theirs. They lost to Winnipeg. They lost to Calgary. Uh, definitely wasn't trending. They lost to Edmonton. So three straight losses for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Something, you know, that we're not used to seeing. Not something we're not accustomed to from the Lightning. But they avoided their first 
four-game losing streak of the season, uh, bouncing back and taking care of the Vancouver Canucks uh, on Sunday night in what was a, a pretty solid performance there from uh, Tampa Bay. Really complete team effort uh, against the Canucks. They got the goals when they needed them. The team defense and details away from the puck were uh, stellar in that game. Uh, and, of course, uh, Andre Vasilevsky, who, to be honest, you know, the Winnipeg game, he looked subpar. Calgary game, he didn't necessarily play great uh, in that game. Of course, the Edmonton game, Brian Elliott got the start that night. But against Vancouver, that was a that was a great performance. That looked like uh, uh, Vasilevsky back on track again uh, in that 2-1 to victory over the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So we'll see if they can carry some momentum forward tonight with uh, that performance. I think Tampa Bay, I don't think, is going to be in a spot where, you know what, we lost three in a row, we beat Vancouver, we're going to mail it in here. Uh, in this final game of the road trip, they win this game. They're two and three on this road trip. They lose this game. They're one and four on this road trip. You know, there's a big difference between two and three and one and four. So uh, I think there's still importance and incentive here for Tampa Bay to want to play well. At the same time, though, this does worry me a little bit that this could be Florida San Jose part two tonight with the lightning and the crack. And what I mean by that is, you know, maybe Tampa Bay is looking forward to getting home. Uh, much, you know, a, a little bit. Not, not Florida still got games on this road trip, but, you know, Florida had to look ahead to Vegas Thursday night. That's their next game. Tampa Bay's next game after this final road game against Seattle, they go back home. They face the New York Rangers Saturday night on an ABC game. That's a national TV game on a Saturday night uh, for the uh, Rangers and the Lightning uh, in Tampa. That's the next game for the Lightning after tonight. So, you know, I think though, when you look at it, they didn't have, they didn't like the start of this road trip. They played well against Vancouver. They're certainly better than Seattle. They should take care of business. But at, at this time of year, that's not always a guarantee that you're going to take care of business. They did shut out Seattle three uh, nothing when these two teams faced off uh, earlier this year, way back in uh, November uh, at uh, Amelie Arena down in Tampa. And for Seattle, you look at their spot here. They're coming off a, a pretty lengthy uh, road trip. They went through Washington. Carolina, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, five-game road trip, which started March 5th. This is going to be their sixth game now uh, in 11 days and off a road trip as well. So it's not exactly great bet on spot for Seattle by any stretch of the imagination, uh, especially when you have to play uh, a, a Tampa Bay team that you know is certainly better than you and two-time defending champs. Uh, for Seattle, they continue to be I don't know, they continue to be let down defensively a little bit because you look at uh, this road trip, they really didn't play well at the defensive end. Five allowed to Washington. Toronto scores six against them. Ottawa gets four goals in an overtime win. Uh, they did beat Montreal in a shootout, but not exactly a shutdown defensive effort by any stretch of the imagination. The penalty kill's really been bad. Uh, they've given up the Seattle Kraken three, four, six, eight, nine. Power play goals in the last six games. Nine power play goals allowed uh, by the Seattle Kraken uh, in the last six games. Uh, Tampa Bay's power play has actually not been firing on all cylinders lately. They have gone five straight games without a power play goal. You know, on paper, you'd think with all this abundance of uh, uh, forward depth and skill up front with Braden Point and Alex Kalorn and Nikita Kucherov and Steven Stamkos, uh, and then you can throw out Andre Pilat. You know, on the second power play unit, the veteran Corey Perry as well. 
uh, you know, two good power play quarterback defensemen and Victor Hedman and Mikhail Sergachev. You'd think with all of that uh, abundance of talent on your roster, you'd have a power play that doesn't go five straight games without uh, converting. Uh, but that's been the case for Tampa Bay. They have uh, gone five straight games without a power play goal. So what's going to give Tampa Bay struggling power play five straight games without a goal or the Seattle Kraken struggling penalty kill, which has allowed nine goals in the last six games, which is awful penalty killing from the Seattle Kraken. I got to think, you know, when it's a battle of one team's weakness versus the other team's weakness, I trust the superior team to probably win that matchup and that their weakness, they'll overcome their weakness better than their opponent will. So if you ask me who's going to win that battle tonight, I say the Tampa power play bounces back, not the Seattle penalty kill. Uh, that's what I, I think it ends up being. Uh, you're right. The Seattle is definitely in terms of uh, penalties. You know, they, they don't take a ton, but when they do take them, they pay the price for them. Uh, so this to me looks like, I think, Tampa Bay. Tamp Tampa Bay power play props, I think, might be a good look tonight. More than a side or a like a... You could take Tampa Bay, but again, uh, with the minus one and a half plus 100 could be an option. Uh, I don't love the spot, though. They're going back home facing the Rangers for a national TV showdown uh, in their next game. That's not exactly bet on, uh, in my opinion. Grubauer, by the way, confirmed in net for the uh, Kraken tonight. Uh, Alex Wenberg day-to-day -day, uh, for them due to injury. And it's worth pointing that out because he's played a little bit better lately for the uh, Seattle Kraken. He was scored in back-to-back -back games. Uh, against Toronto and Carolina, uh, but now injured and possibly going to miss again here. Uh, we should expect Vasilevsky in, although it hasn't been confirmed yet on the uh, Tampa Bay side of the equation. Uh, but right now, when I look at this game here, Tampa-Seattle, uh, I'd look more toward power play props specifically. And there are books that offer specifically power play points. And you could get even better prices with these uh, because these are only going to cash if the player connects and scores a point with the man advantage. But uh, obviously, there's good options. There's Victor Hedman, plus 160 power play point. Just one power play point against a struggling Seattle penalty kill. Braden Point, plus 165, you know, power play point. Stamkos, even money to get a power play point. We know he often is as dangerous as it gets. It was shooting those one-timers from the face-off dot, much like Alex Ovechkin. So uh, I think power play points props, you know, if, if you're not crazy about betting a pregame side, or a pregame total in this game, which, as you can tell, I'm not crazy about it. Uh, I'd look towards some of those power play points props that some sports books offer, uh, because I think this is a night where that power play and power play, by the way, has been talked about by Tampa. John Cooper's mentioned it the last few days that you know, we got to get the power play back on track. Well, here's your opportunity. You're playing a Seattle team giving up nine power play goals in the last six games. Here is your chance to get your power play uh, back on track. So. That's what I'm looking at in this game. You know, I, I do want to get involved in it. It's the late TNT game uh, tonight, Lightning and Kraken. And I think that is going to end up being the best way to go about it. Uh, let's maybe bet. Let's maybe look for Tampa Bay to capitalize here with the man advantage tonight. They've worked on it. They're, they, they know they've got to try to improve on it. And now they get a chance to face one of the weakest penalty kill groups uh, in the NHL tonight, Seattle. So the matchup does fit for them here tonight, maybe to get that. Uh, man, that uh, power play for the lightning back on track. And we know they have the talent for that power play. We know it's not going to be a power play that goes seven, eight, nine, ten 10 games without a goal. They, they'll turn it around at some point, And this is probably one of their best chances uh, to do just that. 
All right, great stuff. That is the Wednesday card. We appreciate uh, everyone tuning in. And we'll get to uh, best bets, of course, uh, to wrap up the show in just a second. 130 live viewers on YouTube. Hit the like button. Uh, we're looking forward to tomorrow's show. It is going to be a massive Thursday card. Ton of games on tap. We've got 10 uh, NHL games uh, on the uh, slate for uh, Thursday. Uh, looking forward to breaking those down. Uh, and looking forward to having Brett McLean with us, our special guest tomorrow uh, on the Thursday edition of the Ice Guys. So uh, looking forward to that. And uh, before we get to best bets, a reminder, uh, download uh, download the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, uh, use the promo code uh, THPN. Uh, of course, it is a great sports book here uh, with the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's t- tons of great betting options uh, available uh, with it. New customers, you can bet just $1 on any uh, NHL team and get $150 in free bets. Uh, it's very simple to take advantage of that. Uh, that's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. Again, $1 on any NHL team. Uh, and you'll get $150 in free bets if they win. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Uh, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. Best bet for this Wednesday card. Only four games to choose from uh, on the menu. Uh, let's see what we'll go with here. It's a tricky one tonight because there's things you kind of like, don't, nothing you really, really love. I'm going to go Boston, Minnesota over six. We'll go with that. Even with Swayman and Nets, Swayman can give up goals. Minnesota is good enough to score at home, and I think they'll be incentivized after a rough game against Nashville. But on the flip side, Boston could add four or five goals against the Blackhawks last night. They had great offensive pressure in the ozone, great puck possession numbers. They really moved the puck well. It was just one of those nights. They ran into Marc-Andre Fleury on one of those nights where he was absolutely scintillating in net. Uh, and that's the reason that game was even close uh, for Chicago. I doubt we're going to get that level of goaltending from Cam Talbot tonight. We have a defense in the Minnesota Wild in front of him that is struggling at the moment, giving up goals in bunches. And I think that will open the door for Boston to find the back of the net. So TNT uh, winner, hopefully, uh, with the best bet tonight. Boston, Minnesota, over six. Uh, for my best bet for this Wednesday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us on YouTube. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.